Welcome back to the Weekly Bible Reading. This is week 26. This week we're going to read 1 Samuel chapters 14 through 22. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read your word today, that we would understand that you are in control, that you are leading us, that our job is just to serve you in the moment, You may be preparing us for something great, but we need to do our part. We pray that we would live each day for you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Samuel 14 Now it fell on a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let's go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he didn't tell his father. Saul stayed in the uttermost part of Gibeah, under the pomegranate tree, which is in Migron, and the people who were with him were about six hundred men, including Ahijah, the son of Ahitab, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the priest of Yahweh in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. The people didn't know that Jonathan was gone. Between the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistines' garrison, there was a rocky crag on the one side and a rocky crag on the other side and the name of the one was Bozaz, and the name of the other Sina. The one crag rose up on the north in front of Michmash, and the other on the south in front of Geba. Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let's go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that Yahweh will work for us, for there is no restraint on Yahweh to save by many or by few. His armor-bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Turn. And behold, I am with you according to your heart. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will pass over to the men, and we will reveal ourselves to them. If they say this to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place, and will not go up to them. But if they say this, Come up to us, then we will go up, for Yahweh has delivered them into our hand. This shall be the sign to us. Both of them revealed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, And the Philistines said, Behold, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they had hidden themselves. The men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor-bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you something. Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for Yahweh has delivered them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up on his hands and on his feet, and his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer killed them after him. That first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor-bearer made, was about twenty men, within, as it were, half a furrow's length in an acre of land. There was a trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and the raiders also trembled, and the earth quaked, so there was an exceedingly great trembling. The watchman of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude melted away and scattered. Then Saul said to the people who were with him, Count now, and see who is missing from us. When they had counted, behold, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not there. Saul said to Ahijah, Bring God's ark here. For God's ark was with the children of Israel at that time. While Saul talked to the priest, the tumult that was in the camp of the Philistines went on and increased. And Saul said to the priest, Withdraw your hand. Saul and all the people who were with him were gathered together and came to the battle. And behold, They were all striking each other with their swords in very great confusion. Now the Hebrews, who were with the Philistines before, and who went up with them into the camp, from all around, 
even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, even they also followed hard after them in the battle. So Yahweh saved Israel that day, and the battle passed over by Beth-Avon. The men of Israel were distressed that day, for Saul had adjured the people, saying, Cursed is the man who eats any food until it is evening, and I am avenged of my enemies. So none of the people tasted food. All the people came into the forest, and there was honey on the ground. When the people had come to the forest, behold, honey was dripping, but no one put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan didn't hear when his father commanded the people with the oath. Therefore he put out the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in the honeycomb, and put his hand to his mouth, and his eyes brightened. Then one of the people answered and said, Your father directly commanded the people with an oath, saying, Cursed is the man who eats food today. So the people were faint. Then Jonathan said, My father has troubled the land. Please look how my eyes have brightened, because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more, if perhaps the people had eaten freely today of the plunder of their enemies which they found? For now there has been no great slaughter among the Philistines. They struck the Philistines that day from Michmash to Aijalon. The people were very faint. And the people pounced on the plunder, and took the sheep, cattle, and calves, and killed them on the ground, and the people ate them with the blood. Then they told Saul, saying, Behold, the people are sinning against Yahweh, and that they eat meat with the blood. He said, You have dealt treacherously. Roll a large stone to me today. Saul said, Disperse yourselves among the people and tell them, Every man bring me here his ox, and every man his sheep, and kill them here and eat. And don't sin against Yahweh in eating meat with the blood. All the people brought every man his ox with him that night and killed them there. Saul built an altar to Yahweh. This was the first altar that he built to Yahweh. Saul said, Let's go down after the Philistines by night, and take plunder among them until the morning light, and let's not leave a man of them. They said, Do whatever seems good to you. Then the priest said, Let's draw near here to God. Saul asked counsel of God, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he didn't answer him that day. Saul said, Draw near here, all you chiefs of the people, and know and see in which this sin has been today. For as Yahweh lives, who saves Israel, though it is in Jonathan my son, he shall surely die. But there was not a man among all the people who answered him. Then he said to all Israel, You be on one side, and I and Jonathan my son will be on the other side. The people said to Saul, Do what seems good to you. Therefore Saul said to Yahweh, the God of Israel, Show the right. Jonathan and Saul were chosen, but the people escaped. Saul said, Cast lots between me and Jonathan, my son. Jonathan was selected. Then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what you have done. Jonathan told him and said, I certainly did taste a little honey with the end of the rod that was in my hand, and behold, I must die. Saul said, God do so to me and more also, for you shall surely die, Jonathan. The people said to Saul, Shall Jonathan die, who has worked this great salvation in Israel? Far from it! As Yahweh lives, there shall not one hair of his head fall to the ground, for he has worked with God today. So the people rescued Jonathan, that he didn't die. Then Saul went up from following the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. Now, when Saul had taken the kingdom over Israel, he fought against all his enemies on every side, 
against Moab, and against the children of Ammon, and against Edom, and against the kings of Zobah, and against the Philistines. Wherever he turned himself, he defeated them. He did valiantly and struck the Amalekites and delivered Israel out of the hands of those who plundered them. Now the sons of Saul were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua, and the names of his two daughters were these, the name of the firstborn, Mirab, and the name of the younger, Michael. The name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, the daughter of Ahimeaz, and the name of the captain of his army was Abner, the son of Ner, Saul's uncle. Kish was the father of Saul, and Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abiel. There was severe war against the Philistines all the days of Saul, and when Saul saw any mighty man or any valiant man, he took him into his service. Chapter 15 Samuel said to Saul, Yahweh sent me to anoint you to be king over his people over Israel. Now therefore listen to the voice of Yahweh's words. Yahweh of armies says, I remember what Amalek did to Israel how he set himself against him on the way when he came out of Egypt. Now go, and strike Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have, and don't spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing baby, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Saul summoned the people and counted them in Telaim, two hundred thousand footmen and ten thousand men of Judah. Saul came to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the valley. Saul said to the Kenites, Go, depart, go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them, for you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Saul struck the Amalekites from Havilah as you go to Shur, that is before Egypt. He took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, of the cattle, and of the fat cows, and the lambs, and all that was good, and were not willing to utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refuse, that they destroyed utterly. Then Yahweh's word came to Samuel, saying, It grieves me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me, and has not performed my commandments. Samuel was angry, and he cried to Yahweh all night. Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, and Samuel was told, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself, and turned and passed on, and went down to Gilgal. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, You are blessed by Yahweh. I have performed the commandment of Yahweh. Samuel said, Then what does this bleating of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the cattle which I hear mean? Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the cattle to sacrifice to Yahweh your God. We have utterly destroyed the rest. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stay, and I will tell you what Yahweh said to me last night. He said to him, Say on. Samuel said, Though you were little in your own sight, weren't you made the head of the tribes of Israel? Yahweh anointed you king over Israel. Yahweh sent you on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why, then, didn't you obey Yahweh's voice, but took the plunder, and did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight? Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed Yahweh's voice, and have gone the way which Yahweh sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. 
but the people took of the plunder sheep and cattle the chief of the devoted things to sacrifice to yahweh your god in gilgal samuel said has yahweh as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying yahweh's voice behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as idolatry and teraphim because you have rejected yahweh's word he has also rejected you from being king saul said to samuel i have sinned for i have transgressed the commandment of yahweh and your words because i feared the people and obeyed their voice now therefore please pardon my sin and turn again with me that i may worship yahweh samuel said to saul i will not return with you for you have rejected yahweh's word Yahweh has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned around to go away, Saul grabbed the skirt of his robe, and it tore. Samuel said to him, Yahweh has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today, and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. Also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Then he said, I have sinned. Yet please honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and come back with me that I may worship Yahweh your God. So Samuel went back with Saul, and Saul worshipped Yahweh. Then Samuel said, Bring Agag, the king of the Amalekites, here to me. Agag came to him cheerfully, Agag said. Surely the bitterness of death is past. Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so your mother will be childless among women. Then Samuel cut Agag in pieces before Yahweh in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house to Gibeah of Saul. Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. For Samuel mourned for Saul, and Yahweh grieved that he had made Saul king over Israel. Chapter 16 Yahweh said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided a king for myself among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. Yahweh said, Take a heifer with you, and say, I have come to sacrifice to Yahweh. Call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint to me him whom I name to you. Samuel did that which Yahweh spoke, and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to Yahweh. Sanctify yourselves, and come with me to the sacrifice. He sanctified Jesse and his sons, and called them to the sacrifice. When they had come, he looked at Eliab, and said, Surely Yahweh's anointed is before him. But Yahweh said to Samuel, Don't look on his face, or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For I don't see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but Yahweh looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. Then Jesse made Shamach to pass by. He said, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. 
Samuel said to Jesse. Yahweh has not chosen these, Samuel said to Jesse. Are all your children here? He said, There remains yet the youngest. Behold, he is keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with a handsome face and good appearance. Yahweh said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the middle of his brothers. Then Yahweh's spirit came mightily on David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now Yahweh's spirit departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from Yahweh troubled him. Saul's servants said to him, See now, an evil spirit from God troubles you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are in front of you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. Then when the evil spirit from God is on you, he will play with his hand, and you will be well. Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the young men answered and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and Yahweh is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David your son, who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread and a container of wine and a young goat, and sent them by David his son to Saul. David came to Saul and stood before him. He loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. When the Spirit from God was on Saul, David took the harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Chapter 17 Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle. And they were gathered together at Soko, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soko and Azekah, and Ephesdamim. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and encamped in the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. A champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, went out. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he wore a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. He had bronze shin armor on his legs, and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron. His shield-bearer went before him. He stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine, and you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve us. The Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel today. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. The man was an elderly old man in the days of Saul. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone after Saul to the battle. 
and the names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. Now David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. The Philistine came near, morning and evening, and presented himself forty days. Jesse said to David his son, Now take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain, and these ten loaves, and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers, and bring these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers are doing, and bring back news. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went, as Jesse had commanded him. He came to the place of the wagons, as the army, which was going out to the fight, shouted for the battle. Israel and the Philistines put the battle in array, army against army. David left his baggage in the hand of the keeper of the baggage, and ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines, and said the same words, and David heard them. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were terrified. The men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? He has surely come up to defy Israel. The king will give great riches to the man who kills him, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in this way, saying, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger burned against David and said, Why have you come down? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart, for you have come down that you might see the battle. David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? He turned away from him toward another and spoke like that again, and the people answered him again the same way. When the words were heard which David spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. David said to Saul, Your servant was keeping his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after him and struck him and rescued it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant struck both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, Yahweh, who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, Yahweh be with you. Saul dressed David with his clothing. He put a helmet of bronze on his head, and he clad him with a coat of mail. David strapped his sword on his clothing, and he tried to move, for he had not tested it. David said to Saul, I can't go with these, for I have not tested them. Then David took them off. He took his staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, which he had. His sling was in his hand, and he came near to the Philistine. 
the Philistine walked and came near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked around and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy, and had a good-looking face. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and to the animals of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of Yahweh of armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today Yahweh will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from off you. I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines today to the birds of the sky and to the wild animals of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that Yahweh doesn't save with sword and spear, for the battle is Yahweh's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and walked and came near to meet David, David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took a stone, and slung it, and struck the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran, stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath, killed him, cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. The men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted, and pursued the Philistines as far as Gai, and to the gates of Ekron. The wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way of Shereim, even to Gath and to Ekron. The children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they plundered their camp. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the captain of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I can't tell. The king said, Inquire whose son the young man is. As David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, you young man? David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. Chapter 18. When he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and wouldn't let him go home to his father's house any more. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David, and his clothing, even including his sword, his bow, and his sash. David went out wherever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. It was good in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. As they came, when David returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with instruments of music. The women sang to one another as they played, and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry, and this saying displeased him. He said, They have credited David with ten thousands, and they have only credited me with thousands. What can he have more but the kingdom? 
Saul watched David from that day and forward. On the next day an evil spirit from God came mightily on Saul, and he prophesied in the middle of the house. David played with his hand as he did day by day. Saul had his spear in his hand, and Saul threw the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. David escaped from his presence twice. Saul was afraid of David, because Yahweh was with him, and had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence, and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out, and came in before the people. David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and Yahweh was with him. When Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he stood in awe of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, for he went out and came in before them. Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Miriam, I will give her to you as wife. Only be valiant for me and fight Yahweh's battles. For Saul said, Don't let my hand be on him, but let the hand of the Philistines be on him. David said to Saul, Who am I? And what is my life, or my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at the time when Miriab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, she was given to Adriel, the Maholathite, as wife. Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. Saul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul said to David, you shall today be my son-in-law a second time. Saul commanded his servants, Talk with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. Saul's servants spoke these words in the ears of David. David said, Does it seem to you a light thing to be the king's son-in-law, since I am a poor man and little known? The servants of Saul told him, saying, David spoke like this. Saul said, Tell David, the king desires no dowry except one hundred foreskins of the Philistines, to be avenged of the king's enemies. Now Saul thought he would make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. Before the deadline, David arose and went, he and his men, and killed two hundred men of the Philistines. Then David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full number to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him Michael his daughter as wife. Saul saw and knew that Yahweh was with David, and Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. Saul was even more afraid of David, and Saul was David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went out, and as often as they went out, David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was highly esteemed. Chapter 19 Saul spoke to Jonathan his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Now, therefore, please take care of yourself in the morning, and live in a secret place, and hide yourself. I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will talk with my father about you, and if I see anything, I will tell you. Jonathan spoke good of David to Saul his father, and said to him, Don't let the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good toward you. For he put his life in his hand, and struck the Philistine, and Yahweh worked a great victory for all Israel. You saw it, and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, 
As Yahweh lives, he shall not be put to death. Jonathan called David, and Jonathan showed him all these things. Then Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. There was war again. David went out and fought with the Philistines and killed them with a great slaughter, and they fled before him. An evil spirit from Yahweh was on Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing with his hand. Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he struck the spear into the wall. David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If you don't save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael let David down through the window. He went away, fled, and escaped. Michael took the teraphim and laid it on the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with clothes. When Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. When the messengers came in, behold, the teraphim was in the bed with the pillow of goat's hair at its head. Saul said to Michael, Why have you deceived me like this, and let my enemy go, so that he has escaped? Michael answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go, why should I kill you? Now David fled and escaped, and came to Samuel at Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him. He and Samuel went, and lived at Nioth. Saul was told, saying, Behold, David is at Nioth and Ramah. Saul sent messengers to seize David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing his head over them, God's Spirit came on Saul's messengers, and they also prophesied. When Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. Then he also went to Ramah, and came to the great well that is in Sikhu, and he asked, Where are Samuel and David? One said, Behold, they are at Nioth and Ramah. He went there to Nioth and Ramah. Then God's Spirit came on him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth and Ramah. He also stripped off his clothes, and he also prophesied before Samuel, and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Therefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets? Chapter 20 David fled from Naoth and Ramah, and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is my iniquity? What is my sin before your father, that he seeks my life? He said to him, Far from it, you will not die. Behold, my father does nothing, either great or small, but that he discloses it to me. Why would my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. David swore, moreover, saying, your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he says, Don't let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as Yahweh lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever your soul desires, I will even do it for you. David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to dine with the king. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field to the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, his city, for it is the yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he says, It is well, your servant shall have peace. 
But if he is angry, then know that evil is determined by him. Therefore deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of Yahweh with you. But if there is iniquity in me, kill me yourself, for why should you bring me to your father? Jonathan said, Far be it from you, for if I should at all know that evil were determined by my father to come on you, then wouldn't I tell you that? Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you roughly? Jonathan said to David, Come, let's go out into the field. They both went out into the field. Jonathan said to David, By Yahweh, the God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about this time tomorrow, or the third day, behold, there is good toward David, won't I then send to you and disclose it to you? Yahweh do so to Jonathan, and more also, should it please my father to do you evil, if I don't disclose it to you, and send you away, that you may go in peace. May Yahweh be with you, as he has been with my father. You shall not only show me the loving kindness of Yahweh while I still live, that I not die, but you shall also not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when Yahweh has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the surface of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with David's house, saying, Yahweh will require it at the hand of David's enemies. Jonathan caused David to swear again, for the love that he had to him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. When you have stayed three days, go down quickly and come to the place where you hid yourself when this started, and remain by the stone Ezel. I will shoot three arrows on its side, as though I shot at a mark. Behold, I will send the boy, saying, Go, find the arrows. If I tell the boy, Behold, the arrows are on this side of you, take them. Then come, for there is peace to you, and no danger, as Yahweh lives. But if I say to the boy, Behold, the arrows are beyond you, then go your way, for Yahweh has sent you away. Concerning the matter which you and I have spoken of, behold, Yahweh is between you and me forever. So David hid himself in the field. When the new moon had come, the king sat himself down to eat food. The king sat on his seat, as at other times, even on the seat by the wall, and Jonathan stood up, and Abner sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul didn't say anything that day, for he thought, Something has happened to him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. On the next day after the new moon, the second day, David's place was empty. Saul said to Jonathan his son, Why doesn't the son of Jesse come to eat, either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked permission of me to go to Bethlehem. He said, Please let me go, for our family has a sacrifice in the city. My brother has commanded me to be there. Now if I have found favor in your eyes, please let me go away and see my brothers. Therefore he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman! Don't I know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, you will not be established, nor will your kingdom. Therefore now sin and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. Jonathan answered Saul his father and said to him, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Saul cast his spear at him to strike him. By this, Jonathan knew that his father was determined to put David to death. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger, 
and ate no food the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David, because his father had treated him shamefully. In the morning Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David, and a little boy with him. He said to his boy, Run, find the arrows which I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy had come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the boy and said, Isn't the arrow beyond you? Jonathan cried after the boy, Go fast, hurry, don't delay. Jonathan's boy gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the boy didn't know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. Jonathan gave his weapons to his boy and said to him, Go, carry them to the city. As soon as the boy was gone, David arose out of the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times. They kissed one another and wept with one another, and David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because we have both sworn in Yahweh's name, saying, Yahweh is between me and you, and between my offspring and your offspring forever. He arose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. Chapter 21 Then David came to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech came to meet David, trembling, and said to him, Why are you alone and no man with you? David said to Ahimelech the priest, The king has commanded me to do something, and has said to me, Let no one know anything about the business about which I send you, and what I have commanded you. I have sent the young men to a certain place. Now, therefore, what is under your hand? Please give me five loaves of bread in my hand, or whatever is available. The priest answered David and said, I have no common bread, but there is holy bread, if only the young men have kept themselves from women. David answered the priest and said to him, Truly women have been kept from us as usual these three days. When I came out, the vessels of the young men were holy, though it was only a common journey. How much more than today shall their vessels be holy? So the priest gave him holy bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before Yahweh, to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before Yahweh, and his name was Doeg the Edomite the best of the herdsmen, who belonged to Saul. David said to Ahimelech, Isn't there here under your hand spear or sword? For I have brought neither my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. The priest said, Behold, the servant of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you would like to take that, take it, for there is no other except that here. David said, There is none like that. Give it to me. David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. The servants of Achish said to him, Isn't this David, the king of the land? Didn't they sing to one another about him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? David laid up these words in his heart and was very afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. He changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane in their hands, and scribbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down on his beard. Then Achish said to his servants, Look, you see the man is insane. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Should this fellow come into my house? Chapter 22 David therefore departed from there and escaped to Adullam's cave. When his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down to him there. Everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, 
and everyone who was discontented gathered themselves to him, and he became captain over them. There were with him about four hundred men. David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and my mother come out with you until I know what God will do for me. He brought them before the king of Moab, and they lived with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. The prophet Gad said to David, Don't stay in the stronghold. Depart and go into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth. Saul heard that David was discovered with the men who were with him. Now Saul was sitting in Gibeah under the tamarisk tree in Ramah with his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing around him. Saul said to his servants who stood around him, Here now, you Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? That all of you have conspired against me, and there is no one who discloses to me when my son makes a treaty with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you who is sorry for me, or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me, to lie in wait as it is today. Then Doeg the Edomite, who stood by the servants of Saul, answered and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech the son of Ahitub. He inquired of Yahweh for him, gave him food, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests who were in Nob. And they all came to the king. Saul said, Here now, you son of Ahitub. He answered, Here I am, my lord. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse? in that you have given him bread and a sword, and have inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait, as it is this day. Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, Who among all your servants is so faithful as David, who is the king's son-in-law, captain of your bodyguard, and honored in your house? Have I today begun to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me. Don't let the king impute anything to his servant, nor to all the house of my father for your servant knows nothing of all this, less or more. The king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. The king said to the guard who stood about him, Turn and kill the priests of Yahweh, because their hand also was with David, and because they knew that he fled and didn't disclose it to me. But the servants of the king wouldn't put out their hand to fall on the priests of Yahweh. The king said to Doeg, Turn and attack the priests. Doeg the Edomite turned, and he attacked the priests, and he killed on that day eighty-five people who wore a linen ephod. He struck Nob, the city of the priests, with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and nursing babies, and cattle and donkeys and sheep with the edge of the sword. One of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped, and fled after David. Abiathar told David that Saul had slain Yahweh's priests. David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day, when Doeg the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul, I am responsible for the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me. Don't be afraid. For he who seeks my life, seeks your life. For you will be safe with me. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.